silver linings were few and far between for Hawks fans this past weekend. The team coming up short in what was another close encounter with Sydney at the MCG. And that's not all. Alistair Clarkson managed to reignite old speculation, casting doubt over his coaching future, while a so-called secret meeting saw all manner of critics take aim at the club. It's been a big few days and we're going to sift through it all over the next hour or so. Hello and welcome to the most must-hear show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club, the Hawk Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mason and sitting across from me is a man that I sat with in the MCC, a great experience. All that was missing was the result. G'day, Tiz. G'day, mate. What's it like sitting next to me instead of across from me at the game? I like watching the football with you. I think we have very different takes and very different um, dispositions and each individually have a different demeanour when we're watching football. Yeah, you shouldn't have covered my mouth. <laughs> Should have left the gaffer tape at home. I don't know how I smuggled that in. <laughs> Aren't they supposed to check bags? Anyway, no, it was um, it was really fun. It was the first time I've been to the MCC, and thank you for inviting me along. It was, it was good fun, again, apart from the result. That's when, all that was missing. When I yell out, man up, you shouldn't blush, mate. That's all I can say. <laughs> you are a shocker. <laughs> Could we possibly have manned up on Friday night? Would that have been... Would have been nice. Would that have been part of the huddle talk, do you think? I think we're too busy guarding space, although I say that... <laughs> The only space we weren't in was our own forward line uh-huh. most of the time. <laughs> it was just excruciating to watch. And we were doing it in the first half of the game when perhaps it wasn't hurting us too badly. But then you look back on it and it's like, man, oh man, we burnt some opportunities over and over again. And in a game that's decided by eight points, it really comes back to bite you. But we had the roast roll, Chief. That was fantastic. Look, it was going well for a while. I had a roast roll, I had a Bruce goal, three of them. Um, I don't think I could manage three roast rolls, though. I mean, they, they are epic. They are. And the gravy goes everywhere. Yeah, it, it certainly does. But you can mop it up with a Hawthorne scarf. It's pretty good. <laughs> you can. The brown part, you just don't notice. It's great. Um now, before we get headlong into the recap, uh, I just want to say rate and review us on iTunes. So we're stranded on 69 ratings, which, I mean, tis. I'm happy. Great number. That's good. It's fantastic, but we do want to boost it a bit. No, so if you, leave it. No, don't leave it. You know what? Just let's all pull together and, and give us a comprehensive boost across all platforms. And you can do that on, well, you can't rate and review us on Twitter, but you can send us a nice message. You can slide on into our DMs if you like. Plenty Haven't of people do that. they getting a workout? <laughs> oh, they have been. Now, listeners uh, weren't exactly shy in sharing their opinions this week on uh, on our Twitter, at HawkTalkPod is where you want to head to follow us there. Um, I yeah. think we can summarise it, though. <laughs> Some people had plenty to say. We can, we can summarise it with a phrase. Mm-hmm. When Ronky kicks that many, <laughs> you have the wrong key defenders. No, oh, there you go. Thank you very much. All right, well, we I'll are a happy team week. at Hawthorne. <laughs> <laughs> Try the veal. No. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, that's, but where the hell were our defenders? Some mm. bloke bobs up and kicks seven. He kicked their entire score, basically, after half-time. Yeah, they managed, uh, let's see the scoreline here, 12-7, 79 defeated, 10-11, 71. So he kicked the majority of their goals easily. He nearly beat us. Yeah, basically, yeah. He almost beat us single-handedly. Um, it made me look like a fool, because in my rant for Sydney, I, I must step yeah. up to the plate and confess that I did put him on blast for being a, you know, a no-name player running around for Sydney. But Thank the- goodness the other two... <laughs> were omitted yes otherwise we would have got pumped (laughs) it could have been a lot worse um i still feel like we should have won is that wrong no it's not it's completely accurate should i feel like if we hadn't had that break in play where impy went down Mm. 
uh, part of me wants to say on-field leadership didn't kick in, but then Maybe. it's a young side and they just didn't switch back on quick enough. We had plenty of chances, just didn't take them. Uh, the way the way in which we choose to enter the forward line is a huge problem. You don't notice it as much when Hawthorne wins because you take the win and you're satisfied with it. But it still happens every week, and, and especially when momentum is not in our favour. Yeah, Ruffy but, has a hell of a lot of work to do and yeah. he's not getting a lot of assistance. It's as if Cyril and Poppy are still out there and we think that it's just going to work for us every time. Uh, it's not just that. I, I just want another key forward out there providing an option Mm. not ghosting under the bull every time ghosting pale reminds me of something well i would call (laughs) it it's almost like a windscreen okay don't you think yeah it comes before the other passengers no (laughs) no uh that's a bit bit well look uh, yeah it might be a bit harsh but who knows where this pot will go like i'm prepared to say some harsh words about our own team really I am. I, I mean, we lost a game we probably should have won by eight We're points. Terribly competitive. I'll, I'll fess up. I'm particularly bitter about this loss because we should have won because because of the household, mate. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been an interesting time, but no, we we should have won this game. I don't think that's ludicrous to say. Um, I want to focus on some positives though because we did have some things that went right. So let's acknowledge some players that really stepped up to the plate and I, I almost thought, got the um, job done. Moving the band up to the top tier of the grandstand—that <laughs> yeah. was something that went right <laughs> early on. Sid- I thought, "Hello, Sydney's banner falling apart was a treat." <laughs> That's right. That was good. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then everybody being absolutely rudely awakened by the. Uh, Fireworks. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, that was also a highlight. Check, check, check. It's all going right as far as the pre-match. <laughs> uh, but no, we did have some uh, some players who start. I thought Burgoyne and Sicily were pretty good. Yeah, uh, Burgoyne um, worked himself into the game. He wasn't good early. Yeah, he got uh, caught holding the ball cold yes, a, but, a couple uh, of times. Well, I mean, maybe his position isn't in defence. Quite possibly, yeah. Because yeah. um, he looked a lot better going forward and into attack. Both players, uh, that is Burgoyne and Sicily, had 26 touches at roughly the same impressive disposal efficiency, uh, 84.6% and 80.8% respectively, and uh, 10 tackles for Burgoyne. So not bad for an mm. old bloke. He, yeah. he led our tackles, so that's something. Uh, Gunston, obviously, uh, was our go-to forward. There was a bit of a shootout happening for a while there. And uh, Gunston managed 5-3. And he well, almost Bruce so- was incredible as well. Well, yeah, they're he bobbed up f- too. They're both having a fantastic year. They are, yeah. Br- uh, Bruce got, I think, uh, three goals. You can't actually ask any more of those two, no. to be quite honest. No, I don't have a problem with either of them. Um, and that's been true for, I guess, the whole year, really. I haven't had to put them in the crosshairs of the pod at, at any stage. The crosshairs. Yeah, the crosshairs. I feel like you have someone in the gun... Who do you have in the gun, mate? <laughs> well, you didn't have to write it down. I know that. <laughs> I didn't have to, but I did, listeners. <laughs> um, look, I just felt like it's pretty clear to say Ronk is in their bottom six, Sydney. I mean, he's what, a third game player. So he's not yet established as anything, really. He's not, he's not one of their best. All right. He has not had enough time to gel with that team and establish himself properly within that side so by default you would say he's bottom six now a guy in their bottom six kicks seven seven straight mind you which is a terrific game full credit to the kid our bottom six were in each their own ways complete liabilities 
on the night. We're going to name the six? We are going to name the six. Name the six. Now, I, I will say maybe the six is perhaps interchangeable. You can see what you think. But <laughs> the first five are easily named. All right. O'Brien. Right. Langford. Jeray. Uh-huh. Okay. Whitecross. Yeah. Frawley. Right. My sixth player, who is the interchangeable one, who you, I guess you could mount a case for either way, I would say Burton. Right. The stats reflect he wasn't the worst by far, but there's just something amiss about him that I think puts him in that bottom six at the moment, where he was nowhere near that last year. Something has drastically changed with him. So it saddens me to say, but yeah, I, I would put him in the crosshairs, so to speak, Tiz. Now, um, what's your reading on those six that I've nominated? Would you say that's fair? Am I being too harsh in any respect? We couldn't understand how O'Brien keeps getting a game. Certainly not. Do you want his stats for the game? I've got them here. 13 touches, six of which were clangers. Right. Two marks, mm-hmm. four hit outs. Right. What's he doing? What's he giving to the team? When six of his touches, not only useless, but actually just turning it over. Yeah. And, he, and I remember one of them was handball straight straight into a yep. Yep. Sydney fella. Two marks for a guy his size. and well, that's and, his game. And, and, and four hit outs. What, like, uh, well, we know he's playing second ruck. Yeah, but this argument of, well, we need to provide relief for McAvoy. Well, we do. I guess so, but can we set our standards a bit higher for relief for McAvoy? <laughs> Instead of getting absolutely pummeled in the ruck whenever we switch O'Brien yeah, in Pitnet, four hit-outs? Pitnet doesn't get a look. No, he doesn't. Apparently, he played well at the VFL on the weekend. Segler but... will be itching to come in, but he needs some time. Yeah, Segler needs time. That's that's only fair. We need to bide our time with him. Sean Markers? Sean Markers can play... Ruck, can't he? We can we can switch him in. Look at that, listeners. He said it too. Sean Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, it's because I do now. Okay. <laughs> I'm not letting it go. As much as you want to, I'm <laughs> keeping it in. Sean Marcus. It's his name. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you hate it. It's great. Well, they're not going to drop six, mate. No, they're not going to drop six. No, I know. It's completely unrealistic of me to suggest that. That's why I haven't. But we start with O'Brien. So there is there is stats. We heard from the uh, the listeners on this one. Uh, we had Alicia via Facebook. So you can hit us up there as well, if you like. Uh, I cannot do the O'Brien experiment any longer, which I think she hit us up mid-game with that yes, one. Yes, she did. Yep. <laughs> so that's how bad it was going. It's just the way he floats across the front of the pack. It's so useless. It's so... No, it's not useless. No, it, it does is. provide a screen. Nah, it's... And it looks like he's competing, but... For it never to stick. Yeah, it doesn't ever come off. It's the. Do you think he's a victim of what Clarko took to Gill? Well, we'll get to that. But where he's just worked <sighs> under the ball at every occasion. If it happens enough, surely you've just got to play a bit smarter than that. You know what I mean? Like the fact that he doesn't get aggro really frustrates. He me. seems lost. He runs around without an impact or purpose most times and that was definitely true on friday night we also heard from brent on twitter at hawk talk pod saying time to put o'rourke in if we're happy with tob making contests and not taking too many marks mm. just reminding that figure was two marks well we, uh, we then are... we need guys ready to rove off him yeah i i know that's the argument for him that he brings the ball to ground mm. even if he doesn't mark it it's to our advantage. So That's debatable. It is when he has six clangers, yes. Paul says, surely it's time to give Lewis a go and O'Brien a rest. He's referring to my boy, Mitch Lewis. Who kicked four in a losing team. He did, yes. For Box Hill. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty good effort. Yep. Have we had enough of O'Brien? I can move on. 
put the blowtorch on someone else. I'm happy to have the blowtorch on O'Brien for a little I've, bit I, longer. I don't, honestly, I don't have too much more to say. At this point, the bloke's had what? He's played every game this year, hasn't he? Yep. I have conviction about Can't this. Can't we add another forward? Because he'll look a lot better. If we add another key I know, forward I know. with O'Brien there, mm. surely they all look better for that. I have conviction about this only because I feel like I still return to the same points with O'Brien when we win. I'm not, you know, throwing all the toys out of the cot. Right. You know, I, I'm not having a tantrum over him. It's something that I notice every week with him playing. I've said it before, and I would still love to know what triggers him for selection week after week. The KPIs. The KPIs. It's what I return to every <laughs> week. I have no idea. Because we, we speculate, as we have done this podcast so far, what his role is. Windscreens. Is that it? He just seems completely ineffective. I feel like we can't do worse than this we need to try something at this point and if we do if we start experimenting Mate, and, and making but we only switches, lost by a kick and a half against some freak that kicked seven in his third game yeah but you can't really the thing that does frustrate me is uh, i'm a little bit worried by frawley whose form is not improving no his ball handling skills are getting worse all right so just like that we've switched to frawley and also <laughs> For some reason, he was kicking into our forward line the entire night. What was that? Yeah, I've no idea. Come on, wise up, Hawkers. We don't want him kicking into the forward line. No, that's not how I I would use him at all. Handball it to someone else. Yeah, better penetration and who doesn't kick it at a sixty degree angle straight up. Yeah. Um, lets it float. No one's ever going to mark that unless they're Ben McAvoy. And he looks slow and and at times embarrassing. And well, they picked a very fast forward line. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, really, he did he did quite well. But if he takes those marks, he has a great game. There's, if he clunks those four marks, he should have taken. Mm. We win that match easy. There's four. There's also four tackles that end up in Sydney goals that come unstuck. Yeah, but like O'Brien, I feel like we've been saying similar things about Frawley for weeks. You want to bring Brand in? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah, I uh, was speaking with um, my brother about this on the weekends in the the wash up after the match, and um, now I, I would have to verify this. I, I will admit to not having actually researched this particular point, but apparently Brand is out of contract at the end of the year again. Did well, we only give him a year, did we? Why don't you bring it up now so we can actually um, actually just confirm before we move on? Yeah, so he re-signed for two years at the end of twenty sixteen. Okay, so that sounds about right. He'll then. be. He'll be looking at leaving at the end of 2018. Now, there's two schools of thought to this, of course. Mm. Either we know he's leaving and there's no point in having him in our back 50. That's pretty concerning because if there's not him, then what happens if Frawley goes down? There's no obvious replacement there at the moment. What about your boy Heatherly? Well, he's recovering from an injury, isn't he? What is happening with Heatherly? He hasn't been playing VFL, has he? What? No, he is. He's coming back. Okay, well... On the road to recovery. Very, very green. If you had the option... You'd, you'd play Brand ahead of Heatherly, no question for mine, but, I mean, you present something that could be in calculation. Well, I'd be moving on if I were watching Frawley run around like that and not getting a game myself. Yeah, for sure. Again, much like the case of uh, Tim O'Brien, eight games in, are we ready to try something else? Who or? else is on the list again? Who else is on the list? All right. Langford. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just like that, we'll move on. Normal output. Yep. <laughs> normal output, I believe it's even subpar for him. Is it? What did he have? 14 touches at 42.9%. Now, our midfield was trashed. Yep. Was not great. 
Omira in particular had a dirty game. And he had actually a very similar kicking, we were, sorry, disposal efficiency. I mean, to a Langford. lot of teams have found Wanney against Sydney mm. in the midfield, but yep. particularly so on this occasion. And it feels like even then we should have won the game. So, yeah. you know, what what's going on? Yeah, I have no idea because you're completely right. Sydney, as we mentioned from from our position, our perspective in the stands, um, Sydney's contested ball was just nuts. They were hungrier and they just, full credit go. to them, they, they were absolutely intense. There you go. Hunger, yep. which is what Clarko said. So that's psychology. The psychology of those Sydney boys mm. was f- better than the Hawthorne boys, you'd have to say. Yeah. Especially no, when they had that. less experience. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. They and were hunting. We were the hunted yep. in this case. Mm-hmm. And this ha- does happen a lot with Hawthorne and Sydney. Mm-hmm. Depending on which is the home ground, <laughs> right? You're hunted in Sydney as a swan. You're hunted in Melbourne as a hawk. <laughs> okay, it's very strange. I'm not sure that. Um, I mean, when you look at it, Jack and Kennedy had terrible games, and Mitchell was below his uh, typical output. I guess. Yeah, I'll give you one stat that I think tells you exactly what went wrong in this game, and this came from Ado, friend of the show. Ado, we had sixty three. To 39 inside 50s, so, which is a lay-down Mazir win. Yeah, we absolutely right? dominated. We got dominated in all clearances mm-hmm. by Sydney. Yep. And Sydney had seven players with more than 10 possessions in our attacking 50. Hawthorne had none in their defensive 50 go over 10 possessions. See, my first question with this is, how do you still lose by only eight points? That's it. That's an insane stat that you've just... It shows you there. that the structure is correct, I feel, but the endeavour wasn't there. And maybe some of the personnel need to change. Maybe there needs to be an injection of youth, a little bit of abandon in the way we play. Someone who just takes the game by the scruff of the neck, like Impey did on the wing. That was a magnificent bit of play around mm. Nick Smith. Yeah, that was a great twinkle highlight. twinkle toed around him right in front of us. Yeah. That was a great highlight. And then he, what did he do? He ran up and he hit someone on the chest, right on yeah. the lead. It was a perfect bit of play. Mm. That is the kind of thing we're lacking. A little bit of the breaking the lines, creating your own space. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what Clarko does for the Brisbane match because after Brisbane which you'd have to say is four points. We'll see. Yeah, I I, I know you're a little bit negative. <laughs> Just a little bit Just today. Just a little bit this podcast. <laughs> having had an eight-point loss to old arch-rival Sydney. It's not the margin. It's how you lose. Nah, we didn't even lose that badly. There's nothing so wrong about this loss. A <sighs> little bit of a lack of hunger at the I wrong really moment. I really thought you'd go with me on this. Nah. This you're, is not you're a still water- cool as this a cucumber, This is not a watershed you? loss. Oh, my God. We were outplayed for the last 10 minutes of a match. <laughs> you are far too generous. Maybe. We weren't having a good night. Neither was Sydney. They had one player that kept them in the match. I just wish Buddy had played because we probably would have won. It would have been far more predictable. Can I get to some listener input on, on the Don't players? Don't overreact to a loss. All right. Well, nevertheless, we did hear from listeners. Andrew saying he thinks the uh, Will Langford experiment has run its course. As we not an experiment. <laughs> yeah, it's beyond an experiment these days. He's fine. 
he reckons we should try a young midfielder and just let them play every week, as we already know that Langford won't cut it. Let's find out about O'Rourke. A lot of call for O'Rourke. Oh, I would to have play. loved Cousins to have played, to be honest. But he had to do that job on Viney in the VFL, didn't he? So, <laughs> of course, that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, we heard about uh, Jeray <laughs> from Justin as well. Found Jeray very soft in the contest against the Swans. Got bumped off the ball in the goal square against Ronke. Oh, that was Ronke bad. In the first quarter and fell off the tackle in the last for the sixth goal. Um, and I thought Whitecross. What look? Whitecross was better than most of the blokes I've listed, but I just feel like was he's he? yeah. The s- stats would show that he was. To be honest, I don't. Yeah, but see, I don't judge Whitey on stats. Well, I don't think he's the future of the because he can pick. A, he can get a. He can get the pill anywhere. Yeah, you know, he can. He finds stats like you wouldn't believe. It's where he damages you. Yeah, I, he I, wasn't damaging. No, that that's that was going to be my next point. I don't think he's the. The future of the club, and, and he's not doing much in the present for me. Like he's not, he's just he, he doesn't damage an opposition. Well, he does maintain his position in a contest. I don't think he impacts the contest. I just want, too. Some, I just want some more flair on that forward line. Puapolo and Cyril out. I mean, it makes complete sense, doesn't it? You remove those two from any forward line, it's like you you've lost that razzle dazzle a bit, haven't you? And then the other bloody thing is Parker. Mm. He gets off. We didn't have much luck with the MRP. Well, the one guy oh, that oversees it. Oh, MRP, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm stuck in the old school way of thinking. <sighs> uh, yeah, Michael Christian didn't see his way to do anything about anything that Sydney did. Uh, the three cases and all three players got off. So that's no, nice. No, you're all fine. You're all good. Don't worry about it, Sydney. You're fine. What's allowed in AFL these days? Does anyone know anymore? What can you do? You could do anything as long as you aren't bigger than your opponent. Hang on, no, that's not true either. Um, <laughs> now I'm really confused. Yeah, but that's what happens when you leave everything up to the judgment of one sole man. I would have thought. Yeah, but who am I to criticise any kind of? Well, who are you? Well, you're not the coach of Hawthorne. <laughs> so Alistair Clarkson, he's had enough. He's had an interesting few days. He's actually had an interesting few weeks. He's been particularly vocal about the uh, so-called state of the game. Now, for a time there, especially given, well, his, his comments in, in the, the post-game presser and uh, the, this revelation that uh, he had a sec- so-called secret meeting at a cafe with, uh, with Gil. How can it be secret if everybody bloody knew about it and it's in public? Exactly, yep. And also the, the details of exactly what was being discussed. I would love to know like what the source is for any of this that's come out. It's the barista. Have you ever seen a barista you could trust? Can't even trust them with your name. <laughs> Spell that wrong. Yeah. N-I-K, yeah. I get. I only ever put one Z. They're so lazy. <laughs> Everything is sort of, you know, added up to people criticising Clarkson about perhaps being a bit oh, of a... it's a conspiracy. Yeah, like, you know, tinfoil hats and, oh, you... He's just such a sore Oh, you're a win- winger. Yeah, you're you a winger. You didn't win, so, like, so change I, the rules. You're crying to father about... Look, if the AFL can change the rules when we win a premiership, they can <laughs> bloody well change the rules so that we can win another. What's really interesting is, this is according to uh, Fox Footy, Alistair Clarkson has got his way. So he cried foul about some of um, nah, Sydney's he, defensive are efforts. Are you serious? No, this is this is garbage. This is actually this is one of your things you do on Twitter, where no. you get a whole <laughs> you get a whole lot of traction. And no, no, this is hundred percent legit. So Alistair Clarkson's got his way with the league bowing to pressure from the four-time Premiership coach to clamp down on blocking in marking contests. What you, the hell you, are Geelong going to do? <laughs> so you know this is real, mate. Well, do you remember when people used to jump for a mark? 
foxfooty.com.au can reveal the contents of an email that was sent to all 18 clubs on Tuesday, barely 24 hours after Clarkson met with AFL Chief Executive Gillan McLaughlin to voice his concerns regarding the tactic. See the language? The loaded language, barely 24 hours, implying... Implying this is, this they is haven't a, even had this spell check. Yeah, this is a snap, <laughs> knee-jerk reaction. They're, they're doing Clarkson's bidding now. Uh, it's not to be taken seriously. This was a, a bold, uh, risky, and rash move for the, by the AFL. Did to see how one word sort of turns it all into like an anti... Yeah, anyway, I know it's all tinfoil hat stuff, but language matters, unfortunately. So... Clarkson's meeting with McLaughlin was later described as, quote, unnecessary and unwarranted oh, who by that? John Longmire. Really? Yeah. Hang on. I'm pretty sure he's had a few tete-a-tetes with the AFL. <laughs> I reckon he has. What Mind about- you, I was on his side in 2016 when the dogs threw the ball for two hours on the MCG in front well, of everybody. Well, one of our listeners, Edward, was very quick to point that out. He said... Uh, so Horse is questioning Clarko having a chat with Gil about umpiring. Did he forget this? And he, drew, he pulled out a quote. <laughs> he did, did he? He pulled out a quote. We had a chat with the AFL really just to see what they thought about the umpiring. Longwire told SEN Radio on Tuesday regarding the 2016 Grand Final, you're full of shit, Horse. You are full of shit. <laughs> the fact is, I'm sure everyone has a chat at one stage or another. Yeah, I've heard other about the state them. About the state of the game. Oh, hang on. That catch cry, state of the game, feels familiar, doesn't it? Sorry, hasn't that been one of the arcs of the season about how the game is apparently broken and we need to fix this and that? And then our coach stoops to having a chat with Gil McLaughlin and it's suddenly some guy's having a tantrum. The whole season's been a league-wide tantrum about how we're going to fix the game because it's stuffed. And then one guy has the audacity to call it. I, I just the hypocrisy what is just miss? breathtaking. What are we missing? Because Clarko's had had a go at Selwood. He's mm-hmm. had he, angry little man yeah. complex. Yep. He's had a go at um, not everybody being recruited anymore. We're not getting the best talent. We're just getting athletes mm-hmm. with the required heights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then he's gone on about how there's no legitimate marking contests anymore because it's all grapple. Grapple, 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 and then try and fling yourself at the ball in the last minute. Yeah. What are we missing? Because he he's not usually this vocal. 2018 is the year of Clarkson's soapbox, it seems. So is he being distracted or what's going on? Why is he doing this? Does he have a group of players that, you know, he needs to distract from? Because we in- see this in soccer. If, if a soccer mm. team goes down... They either they put they pillory something like the ref or the pitch mm. or you know. Well, my question to you is, what are you insinuating? Do you know something I don't know? Or do you have your? No, right? not do really. You... It so... just seems this is a pattern that hasn't emerged in the past with Clarko. Yeah. And what is he going for? What's his end game here? I don't know because, especially in his his post game comments, um, hearing his take on Sydney getting away with blue murder, mm. I, I read something like that and, and I watch his comments and I'm like, I don't need that. I don't want to see my coach do that. Sounds a bit like Scotty. Yeah, and that's why I don't like it because I, like, I don't like I don't like either they of the do Scott that brothers. Kind of thing. Yeah, I don't like either of them, and I don't like them doing that in particular. I think it's just really um, tacky in class and without class. And I to see Clarkson doing, it, I was like, oh, don't let it go. Just we lost, and we and it was fair and square. We lost. It wasn't just, though. We were going nuts at the. At the bloody umpire. <laughs> okay. They never paid a hole in the ball, and then they gave it against Howe in the centre square, yeah. hole in the ball. Utterly ridiculous. Now, I will say, I, for the record, I don't believe that's the reason why we lost, 
but I can confirm for everyone that both of us were losing our minds at the MCC. <laughs> Just the umpiring was poor. Phenomenally poor. And I, I can I can handle inconsistencies from week to week, but within the one game is mind-blowing. Now, it, someone described that as finals-esque umpiring. Really? Who? There's finals-esque umpiring where they were Lingy. letting the obvious ones go. Robbo. What? It's just... <laughs> letting the obvious ones go. I was like, what? No. That is ridiculous. Nah. nah. It was uh, it was tough to take when they would pay some and not others. It's, again, as always with bad umpiring, it's a combination of the ones they do pay and the ones they let go. It's, oh, we won the raffle a couple of times. Oh, for sure. It went both ways. I'm not saying it was all on Hawthorne's terms or not on Hawthorne's terms, but God, there are some that were just absolutely awful. Anyway, we don't tackle well. We never get holding the ball free kicks, so no. it must be us. We just don't tackle well. We don't force the illegal disposal or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either. I don't know. Maybe the f- the fans don't scream ball loud enough. I certainly was. <laughs> You wanted a free kick for everything. That's what I've noticed. That's because we never bloody get them against Sydney. (laughs) Well, there you go. So, would you call that... Is that positive from Clarkson? I mean, he's sort of forced the AFL's hand. You must concede, you know, any opposition fans, that Clarkson had some sort of a point that was worthwhile. If if the AFL have drafted up this so-called memo... Whatever he had to bring to Gill, if it indeed was a meeting exclusively what about the memo umpiring, actually read? it was. Uh, they updated that yet? I'm just looking at the initial report from Fox Footy. It was. De- it was definitely in regards to uh, blocking and marking contests uh, on the weekend. Right. Yeah. So it was uh, a tactic that Sydney employ. I'm, I'm sure they're not the only ones, but they're not the only ones. No, but we, we so, don't, so, we that don't was something do it very well. That was something that Clarkson wasn't happy with, and allegedly he brought it to the attention of uh, Gillan McLaughlin, and I, I refuse to believe that was the only subject matter. And I bet it wasn't just the Hawthorne games he was showing. No, probably not. Because that would, you know, dilute his argument considerably. But let's just say, and, and, and Gill would be acutely aware, as we have been, and, and the footy world has been, that this might be all tantamount to someone just chucking a wobbly. Because that's, that's how it comes across, right? You lose a game... And then you you go a bit aggro for a while. Your emotions run high, and then you tee up a meeting and have a bit of a whinge. That's how it comes across. I know how that that's I know that's the image. The optics of it aren't great, but the fact that the AFL's sort of acquiesced to yeah, his demand. Yeah, I mean, can we all just say that there must have been something in it? Or I guess my point is, Tiz, who's the enemy now? Is it Hawthorne? Used is it the be, AFL? Used to be the AFL. Don't know what to think anymore. And how do opposition fans think? Is Hawthorne the enemy? Because we are the AFL now. <laughs> We've put that many people into office in the AFL house. <laughs> We're the it, AFL people. Don't it, worry about it. Is it being a sore loser if you go and make Mate, these comments this is and all then they're actually taken the plan. on board? All part <laughs> of the end game. We're the last one in the eight, aren't we? <laughs> we said this. Remember oh, this? dear. So we I weren't did, really going to run with this. I did say we were short on silver linings. But, but now it's is... looking like everything's aligning. <laughs> we're getting the game changed to suit Timmy and Ruff. We're affecting change from the belly of the beast. Let's. Uh, well, Kevin de- Bartlett managed to do it for his team. <laughs> Let's deploy this stat once again. We revived it last week, but it's taken a turn. So, we are the last club 
mm. to have been in the eight at the end of each round this year. Because GWS fell out? They're ninth. Wow. I didn't even notice that. Okay. So that's it. The premiership is decided. Well, we'll bag because that up ten and years. use that as a well, We've got to do the 10-year thing. Okay. So the last 10 years, every premiership side has been in the eight for every round mm. for the last 10 years. Except for one club, Hawthorne, yep. who missed out for two rounds in 2013. Yeah, I, thought I was going to say But, 2013. you know, they're an exceptional team. Because, <laughs> yes. Well, they didn't go on to much, did they? So, <laughs> that's, um, that's it. It's all over. The other clubs can go home now. We're hanging tough, though. We're just holding on to Fifth. our spot. Yeah. Have you seen? Just holding on. Yeah, we're just holding on. We really got Brisbane this week, mate. Yeah, and that's a danger game. I'm telling you right now. We we need to beat Brisbane and need to beat them well. You're just doing this because I'm flying up. Trying to make me (laughs) nervous. I'm trying to ruin your road trip. (laughs) Uh, Wait, hang on. Are you you flying up? I thought you were Yeah, we fly up up. and then we get a car. Okay, so all right. Part of it is a road trip. Anyway, um, no, it it is a danger game. We need to win. We need to win well. Um, Unfortunately. We're not Richmond. Unfortunately, that game against the Swans, that that was crucial, as it turns out, because we lost our footing in the top four, and now we look at everyone below us in terms of who their opposition teams are for the next few weeks. Yeah. It's it's looking dicey. We need to keep winning right now if we're to hold on to our spot. Don't we have Port Adelaide after the comeback from China, though? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so you remember how their form was after... Last I don't year, actually. Port was it Adelaide? bad, was it? Oh, it was so bad. Okay. Well. It's like half of them hadn't returned. They were still doing the Great Wall or something. <laughs> I, I've actually just got uh, word here that uh, Clarkson has introduced, you know how he had the Clarko cluster. Now he's got the Great Wall. That's going to be his new tactic. Yeah. Straight out of junior league football, the Great Wall. <laughs> oh, well, I'll take anything at the moment when we lose by eight points and a crushing, bitter loss. Oh, come on. Talk about overreaction. It's like listening to Robbo. What's wrong with AFL? Essendon, number one. <laughs> That's Essendon, timeless. number two. And, and thirdly, <laughs> Essendon. Yeah. I, that I, was literally his article. It soothes the soul. I've got to be honest. Everything that's happened with Essendon over the last few days has been kind of delicious. It's gone down real good. I, I just want them to put the E back on Essendon. Because now it's Essendon or Essendon. And I don't care. It's just great either way. Did you see them, you know, I don't like to delight in it, but I found myself delighting in it, and I thought, yeah. I'll go with it. Yeah. When they're burning their scarves at the G. Burning your scarves because you lost to Carlton in a home-and-away game at the MCG. Yeah. It's profoundly dumb. It's My just... favourite one is where they chuck their scarf off the top of the uh, Great <laughs> Southern Stand. Well, to be <laughs> to be honest, I feel for the uh, Essendon supporters on level one, because where are they going to chuck their scarves? Not only do they still have theirs on, now they've got another one from level three. They're like, get this off me! God, I was they're, already not the only, they're not the only club to engage in this kind of antics. I remember yeah. after um, Geelong lost to Sydney mm. in that prelim in 2016, mm. they got absolutely trounced. Yeah. Leaving the MCC that night, there were many, many Geelong scarves hanging around. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. All jettisoned, footy full on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. aren't these the same supporters that leave when it's someone's milestone match or wasn't there a thing about that wasn't that i can't remember who that was was it port adelaide i don't know i'm getting getting my teams my lesser teams mixed up tears (laughs) it's so hard to keep up so we play brisbane 3 20 p.m at the gabba hooray i'll be there i suppose i'll live tweet then (laughs) oh mate i'm not live tweeting no that's fair (laughs) 
<laughs> you won't be in any there might condition. Be a, can you get audio recordings up on Twitter? Uh, oh, that's a good question. I think you might have to accompany them with vision. That's, that's the only thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't no, know. That, we'll we'll suss it out. Hang on. Do I want to suss it out? I don't think I want you doing anything from the Gabba. <laughs> I'll I'll be uh, trigger happy with the delete button that uh, that particular afternoon. I think if you start <laughs> tweeting anyway. So three twenty p.m. at the Gabba. Obviously, terrible time. It is. I mentioned a number of names that I didn't really like the look of on Friday night. But you are right in saying we can't swing the axe that badly to the tune of six players leaving the side. So my question back to you is: What moves would you make? Uh, it feels like. Mitchell Lewis deserves a go. Has to be time. And um, if it isn't time this week... Even John O'Rourke might get a Guernsey. For both of them. If it's not time for O'Rourke and Lewis this week, when is it going to be time? Because we've got a few tough tests coming up. We've got West Coast and Port. And they won't get a look in for those games either, I wouldn't have thought. Even if it's just termed as resting O'Brien. Because he has carried a big workload. Yeah. I think we could have a look at Mitch Lewis. Yeah, but you see, you don't want to be perceived as looking at uh, Brisbane as easy beats. You you'll, were, you'll rile them up. You were. Well, I mean, statistically, they shouldn't be anywhere near us. No, I, I don't think this is an easy game at all. Only because I watched, I watched them against Collingwood, and they got close to the Bulldogs. Well, I know the Bulldogs Collingwood aren't the were same. On that Eleven day break thing. Yeah. Anyway, I just don't think we should take them lightly. We'll be all right. Don't be so down on the boys. They had a blink. They blinked and they missed it. All right. That's how I feel about this game. The concentration level dropped. Look, you've worked overtime. You've worked overtime to try and make me feel better. The structure's there, mate. All right. We need a okay. couple of boys back. We need Frawley actually having confidence in those around him. Look, if you say so, Tiz, we'll be fine. Do you reckon we can beat? Let's look at our next few games. We've got okay. Brisbane. You want me to bring it up? All right. I've brought the order up here. So it goes Brisbane this week, West Coast. Uh, Port Adelaide at home, it seems. Where are we playing them? Is that Tassie, is it? There you go. Down on the Apple Isle. And then we've got the Crows. So do they go from China to Tassie? They play the Suns this weekend. Mm. Right, this is Port Adelaide. They play the Suns this weekend in China. Mm. And then they've got two weeks before they have to be in Tassie. <laughs> yeah, they've got to buy, you idiot. I know. That's not good. That means they'll be rested. It's great because the Suns won't be any kind of team to play against. Okay. It's going to be a jaunt. They're going to be trying all the foods. It's not going to be great. I would be surprised if they were much chopped when they got back. They've got us and then they've got Richmond. All right. Well, you've called it from a long way out. (laughs) I don't know about that, but uh, we'll see. I mean, the thing about this is it is a recording, Tiz. It means I can bring it up later if you're right or wrong, so... I'm happy to be wrong. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Just beat them by a couple of points. <laughs> so Adelaide after that and then the Suns. So they've got, well, that's not bad actually, three home games in a row starting with Port and Tassie and then we host um, Adelaide at the MCG and I think the Suns might be MCG. I'm not sure actually. No, Tassie again? You're pointing downwards yeah. as if it's hell. <laughs> well, I'm considering going to Tassie. You haven't been before? I haven't been before. I've been before, but um, I didn't see Hawthorne. Do you want to get to some club news before we wrap this thing up? There's not too much going on. We've covered a lot of club news. A lot of it's been Clarkson-centric this week. I think we should talk about Mitch Lewis, because I'm pretty excited. If he was to play, and I've got on the plane, and I've gone up, and then I see, oh, Mitch Lewis is playing, yeah. I'd be so annoyed, (laughs) because I want to see him. This is fantastic. (laughs) Now I'm going to have to live tweet every interaction (laughs) he has. 
We've got to think of something for Mitchell Lewis. We've got Warpedo, Warper Watch. Uh, the meetings are done on the <laughs> podcast. You're not leaving that. MLK, you know, you no, know. look, we'll work, we'll work something out. We'll workshop this. He hasn't been selected yet. Neither had Warple. We came off that from the longest <laughs> run. For weeks out. <laughs> yeah, and where is he now? Yeah, well, he had a rest. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I was being yeah. needlessly facetious about that. <laughs> um, yeah, as for Mitchell Lewis, can I just say, I just want to put this on the record. Plays golf from scratch. <laughs> this week's the week. This week's the week. This is week's it? the week. Okay. Yep. All right. You know they've got really good defenders at Brisbane, by the way. Do they? Yeah. Tall defenders. Who? I don't remember their names, mate. <laughs> oh, I come up during the trade period. That's about the only time I have any interest. <laughs> well, excellent. Okay. These anonymous tall people. <laughs> Great. <laughs> no, they're all right. The key defenders up there. Yeah, even so, I reckon this week's the week. And I'll hedge my bets. If not. If not. Tassie. <laughs> oh no! Yes, oh, it's you true. Always reckon they always debut in Tassie. It's true. It's not true. <laughs> I've already. I refuse proved, to believe it. I've already proven. Doesn't it matter. To be true. Oh jeez. Who cares about facts? <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> okay, let's get to some club news before we wrap this up. Uh, the VFLW team made it two from two with a with a gritty win. Come from behind win. Mm, it's very good. So. Uh, yeah, that was awesome. Unfortunately, I did say... They're uh, the only <laughs> side that won for Hawthorne this weekend. Yeah, I know. So, we had a good weekend last week with three from three, but wasn't to be this week. So, at least they're flying the flag. At least something went right. Box Hill got done. Yep. Casey, yep, which is Melbourne's that's aligned right. club. Their unbeaten run came to an end. And um, we had cousins running around on Viney. Mm-hmm. Like that was the plan all along. Yep. And how'd that work out? Was it okay? Well, um, I think Viney played pretty well, but he only played 70% game time and we lost the game. Right, okay. Do you know who did us? Who? Four goals. Mm. Bug. Why is he playing VFL? I thought he'd be a walk-up start for the... So did he. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah, it might be it. Oh, dear. I did say I was going to get down to um, Box Hill to see the VFLW and VFL double at Box Hill while City Oval this weekend. Yeah, while you're away. I can't. And I felt very sheepish after saying that I could because I have a wedding to go to. <laughs> I was like... Who should... plans their weddings? <laughs> Without checking the VFL? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just 101 <laughs> right there. Oh, it's just inconsiderate. No, I'll go to the wedding, I guess. Yeah, just wear your Hawthorne regalia <laughs> in protest. Have, have my phone out the whole time watching a live feed. 3WBC. <laughs> I was about to say, listen to 3WBC. Uh, uh, have them bang on about some guy who stood in front of the box. <laughs> Classic. Uh, now, we've also got, uh, I, I guess this factored under news. Um, I want to start by... Taking it to Twitter, we got had a question. It was very short, very succinct from Brad, saying Lynch or Nah, Lynch or Nah. So this is uh, referring to Hawthorne reportedly leading the race to pinch Lynch. Hashtag oh, pinch Lynch. Is that what it was? Because I thought he was referring to the umpires. <laughs> well, you had about what was the crowd? Thirty thousand people who were just about to lynch the umpires. Now, foxfooty.com.au understands the Hawks and Tigers see themselves as favourites to lure the restricted free agent from the Suns, that is Tom Lynch, but the Hawks have the edge from Lynch's end How? If, if he decides to leave. This is just, hey. How does he have don't, the edge? Don't shoot the messenger. How do we have the edge? Come on. Uh, I don't know. What's the edge? I don't know. The fact that we don't have any other tall key forwards. Well, I guess it's, yeah, well, that. We're looking to 
shore up things after Ruffhead eventually retires, okay. which makes me upset to even say that aloud. Doesn't Tom Lynch's sister play for Richmond VFLW? Does she? So is he really mm. going to overlook that? I, I, I have heard I that know. he has deep connections to the club, and I'm not just talking about Jager. Right, what connection would you say that is? He's got some very good friends running around the uh, in the side. Why are you being so coy about it? Because I'm, just... not, I'm not sure about it. It's like one of those DMs you get, and you're like, oh, really? Okay, well, anyway, so... there's, there's three options. <laughs> Hawk Talk Podcast, your destination for unsubstantiated information. That's a nice ring to it, actually. I might use that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, apparently Tommy Mitchell and him get along very well. Oh, so that was the three options. Yeah, it you, was. Yeah, the Riddler? What, yeah. what is this podcast? Yeah. All right. Look for more ciphers. <laughs> Have you spotted the seven hidden Easter eggs throughout this podcast? <laughs> oh, that really hurts that. When what? You, when you buy a game and then you feel like you've clocked it and then all of a sudden there's like seven <laughs> Easter eggs in it and you're like, oh. Oh, no, not more content and value for money. Yeah. Damn. And it's due back at the library. that's a little too real tis now more on this story although the club has adhered to a disciplined salary cap structure in recent years this is hawthorne of course it's understood lynch's potential to earn as much as 1.3 million dollars per season over five or more years would not break the strict model graham wright and alistair clarkson have nurtured so how would that not break it how indeed but apparently that's what uh, fox woody's recording Even Alex Rance wouldn't let him come to the club with that. (laughs) Remember that? Yeah, Rance has actually It would call into question the culture of the Richmond Football Club. Would it? Yeah, apparently. Carry didn't have anything to say about it, which was amazing. Oh, I'm I'm shocked. Can I just say, I did promise listeners that I'd sort of give my state of Hawthorne's game. I don't think we want to hear it this week. You seem a little bit down on the boys. No, I think the reason why I need to tack it on to the end of the podcast here is it's actually quite optimistic. Um, after all this, after... This whole podcast the is just long, like a big tick. winding goes, road. Starts quite moderate, drops right down, and then ends on a high. <laughs> it's kind of what's happened. Um, look, obviously, compared to last year, we're streets ahead of where we thought we'd be, where anyone in the competition thought we'd be, and I love that it seems to... I guess the word I used on Twitter was scare opposition supporters. Yeah, I, yeah, I okay. really think it gets on their nerves that we're still hanging around. You know, we we, we weren't quite defeated. Now, Who this do you is, think is most irked by the fact that Hawthorne is still hanging around? Oh, the I'd top be there. a typical, like, you know, Essendon fans or Geelong oh, supporters. It would hurt or, them. Oh, Essendon would be so shitty. Yeah, it, they just. No one likes it that it hasn't taken. A suitably long time for Hawthorne to well, hang engage on. In, in some sort of resurrection or revival. And I'm not saying we're there yet. It's going to take more, if anything, sort of, you know, tempered by a bit of realism coming out of Friday night's match. I think our rebuild is still, we're absolutely engaged in that process. And it's still going to take a bit of time. Oh, That's wait, what Sydney I took out of it. Sydney are perennials. Mm. Geelong missed one year, came straight back the next. Mm. We're doing a similar like arc to that. Yeah. There's so much, like our team's great. Our yeah. team's doing well. We shouldn't be. Everyone had a spot on four. Mm. Everyone had an Essendon winning the premiership, or at least David King did, <laughs> which is great. Fantastic <laughs> that he has it on record. Yeah, There's a tweet, everything. It's wonderful. Hawthorne shouldn't be anywhere near it. Mm. We're, we're odds on now with all those premiers- with that premiership stat. Yep. Right? Our, our odds are tumbling. 
to actually get to the grand final. Mm. And yet off field, we started our own Hawthorne Football Club in the Women's League. Yep. We're taking on the AFL in Tassie. Mm. And it seems like every second week, Jeffrey's having a go at someone. <laughs> yeah. There's so much stuff happening at Hawthorne. It's ridiculous. Productivity and, and at is at same, an all-time high. And at the same time, we're building. Well, we're getting established to building Dingley. Do you know what I think Hawthorne should do? What? Start an umpiring training facility. <laughs> yeah, why not? We're going to have our own umpiring team. We're going to have an umpiring team, a basketball team. Uh, we're going to have a... Just take you know, the doubt out. AFLW team. Just take out the doubt. <laughs> Monopolise the whole competition. Yeah, or start a new Multiple one. Multiple codes. <laughs> start a new one. <laughs> Well, you We've fig- got enough cups. We're good for a few years. You, f- you forgot. You forgot. The Hawthorne already started uh, a great competition. I don't know where it's gone. Who's going to win? Oh no! <laughs> Bring it back. Yeah, in in place of that coffee with bloody whatever. <laughs> yeah, that that's its title, I believe. Coffee with bloody whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't even have the gingerbread men, which are the best things at the cafe. Never mind the Luke Hodge smoothie. <laughs> I really hope Hawthorne turns Luke Hodge into a smoothie this week. That's awful. Oh, come on. It's all Come on, fun. he's going to be fine. But you can back it in that, that Clarko will not let the boys lose to Hodgey. Well, I sure hope you're right. I Look, I hope for your sake that you're right because you're going up there to the Gabba. You're seeing the game. I want you to have a great time, enjoy yourself. I might even clap one of the opposition players. One of my favourites. And he's back in yeah. form. Okay, fine. Zane Dorco. Oh, well, I thought you meant Hodge, but no, don't clap the opposition players. I do love Zane. I mean, Dane. Dane Zorko. <laughs> no, it's Zane Dorko. We know this. Yeah. Thank you, Dip. <laughs> Dippier Domenico called him that. And it sticks. It's great. It's it's one of the true joys of following AFL football. <laughs> Zane Dorko. No, I, I hope you have a great time and you come back all excited about Hawthorne again. I am excited about Hawthorne. I know. I thought it'd get under your skin, <laughs> <laughs> accusing you of being the downcast. Hey, does Jeffrey one. fly up? I don't know. Does he? I don't know. I'll have to look. How do you think we're going to go? Do you think we're you think we're good for the four points this week, mate? If we're serious, if we're hungry, mm-hmm. six to seven goal win. So I expect you to be on about the same level, same level as me. This recording, if we lose, oh, if we lose, I crisis may not be back for <laughs> next week. <laughs> You might oh, no. have to have a ring in. <laughs> a live cross to might somewhere. Might have to have Ado just reading stats about how he can still make finals. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You take comfort in stats, don't you? I do. It you is do. the right. sanctuary of the beaten. <laughs> in this crazy mixed up world, it's the only thing you can really rely on anymore is yeah, stats. The illusion of knowledge. Predictability. All right. Well, that's going to do us for this podcast. Uh, now, just a reminder, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Get us off 69. I know how that sentence sounded, but get us off 69. Get us to 70. Get us beyond 70. Good. Perhaps we could get to 71. <laughs> yeah, let's year. aim high. Good number. <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook too, facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. Boost those numbers there too. Uh, tell your friends. Share the podcast. Now, Twitter as well, at hawktalkpod. Uh, surging to, uh, well, we're staring at 900 followers. That's kind of our next big milestone. We need your help getting there at Hawk Talk Pod. That's where you want to head. And uh, we'll be back next week. And I'm sure Tiz will have plenty of tales from his uh, trip to Brisbane. And what are we doing for the, um, what are we doing for the buy? 
Do you, what do you want to plug that now? Yeah, like we should have a bit of sizzle. We should get some interaction. What do they want? Okay, well, what are we throwing it back to people to do yeah. the brainstorming for us? Yeah. Well, I will say, listeners, and this is one hundred percent genuine. We do have some ideas up our sleeve for yeah. what we want to do for the buy. We have but some fantastic historical audio. That is true. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, we are. We do have that up our sleeves too. But if anyone has any particular ideas or requests. For the buy, something they'd like to see that's not necessarily a traditional recap or preview of the game. Please not numerology. I still hate that segment. <laughs> okay, not that. Um, then, yeah, hit us up. Hit us up with your ideas. Um, people have in the past. They've been pretty good. So, at Hawk Talk Pod, that's where you want to head. Slide into our DMs, why not? Are you going to do that thing that was suggested where you record some new songs for the Hawthorne players? No, I'm not going to do that. You're not, not. I might get audio from M10, the next home game we have at the MCG. But, but you're not going to... No, not by myself. You're not going to rewrite Look, recording, contemporary hits? Look, recording White Cross Wonderland in Canada was tedious enough. Right. And yeah. I don't think it came That's off at all well. That's because you put yourself as a choir behind it. Is well, that not right? Well, well, you know, who was available <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in snowy Canada? It's me cooped up in my room thinking, are the walls thin enough that my neighbours can hear me record White Cross Wonderland? <laughs> and have I lost all my friends from doing this? <laughs> have I alienated everyone around me? Oh, it's quite wow. possible. <laughs> there are some wonderful songs that you could be... Um, like, you know how Mr. Brightside is now a Richmond anthem? That that song that is um, all about heartbreak and losing someone. <laughs> is, that, is that the triumphant anthem that they've gone with? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I would have thought, you know, Roy Orbison's crying was better. <laughs> there was one song I heard on the radio the other day which had one of those little eel, earworms... Okay. Which I thought would be quite good for the crowd, but I cannot for the life of me remember who it was or what it was about. Great. Well, that's worth bringing up then. Nice. Okay, well, <laughs> that's where we'll leave you, listeners. Which, is, which is basically <laughs> what you're looking for in a song to change the words of. Oh, dear. Well, if it ever sneaks back into your head, do let me know. If anyone has any idea what song you might be talking about. <laughs> that's terrible. Based on the zero information you gave them. Oh, what a way to leave things. Look, I reckon we'll win but I don't think we should take this game lightly. And it is a danger game for the reasons I said. We need this win, need to consolidate our spot in the top eight, otherwise we're going to slip out. Simple as that. The opposition te- opposition teams below us have too many easy games coming up, and we need to keep winning. And, more importantly, I want to see something different from what was presented on Friday night. Only an eight-point loss, but there's just something not right about that forward okay. line. And I think we should have our own little open the lines. People can guess. At what point will opposition fans tweet free kick Hawthorne? Oh, that's always fun, isn't it? We've kind of put targets on our back this week, haven't we? <laughs> that should be great. Well, look out for that. Join us on Twitter at Talk Talk Pod because uh, we'll be sure to retweet everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week, we are a happy team at Hawthorne. <laughs>